Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. Appreciate all of you hanging out with me. Uh, and we got a lot to dive into. Uh, congratulations, Atlanta Braves. I just want to say, I even feel bad for the Mets fans out there because they're just so used to losing of late. They've got a lot of Tennessee volunteer in them. I see it. It feels bad even kind of making fun of them and picking on them over the fact that you know the the Mets are going to collapse. It's down to a game and a half. Now the Mets at least, who do Mets have to play now? Uh, The Mets get to play somebody who's not very good. They may have a day off. The Braves just went out, and right now it's the top of the ninth. They've already played 14-0. So the Braves are, uh, I feel comfortable putting that one in the win column. And the Mets don't play today. So it's down, I think I'm correct that the Mets don't play today. It's down to a game and a half. Remember when it looked like the Mets were going to run away with this division? NL East, oh, we got this. We're the Mets. It's 1986. Not 1986. Unfortunately, 1986, great year. Uh, Baseball cards, eh, okay. The Jose Canseco Donruss mustache card, that was a solid card. A lot of good 1986 baseball cards. Um, But, man, I got to tell you, I'm not that optimistic if I'm a Mets fan. Game and a half. A lot of games still to play, including three more road games for the Mets at Truist Park, game and a half. Get nervous, Mets. Get nervous. Braves on the scent. Uh, I do think that the Mets have a really easy game tomorrow, start an easy series uh, against the Rockies. So maybe the Mets can handle the Rockies. I don't know. The Braves got to go on the road against the Cardinals. But I think there was this idea after the Braves didn't look very good, I think lost three out of four, or four out of five, I guess it was, in New York, and the Mets were up six and a half games, and they were rolling down the game and a half. That's all I got to say. Um, all right, let's talk uh, some about this uh, about this ridiculous Joe Biden plan to cancel ten thousand dollars or more in student loans. Uh, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's indefensible. And let me lay out a bunch of different aspects. Let me start here. It's unconstitutional. Joe Biden doesn't have the right with the stroke of a pen to eliminate $300 billion in student loans. And by eliminate, I mean take the obligation from the student loan taker outer, right? The student who took the loan out and put it onto the federal government. In other words, I shouldn't have to subsidize your loans. There are a lot of different reasons why this is unfair and I'll get to those in a minute. But at its most basic level, Joe Biden doesn't have the constitutional authority to do this. Even Nancy Pelosi acknowledged this a way back. Crazily, the constitutional authority that Joe Biden is trying to use here, which is even more crazy and insane 
than what went on uh, when it came to the uh, to the uh, student the eviction moratorium that the CDC tried to implement, which I'll talk about in a minute. Biden is using a law that was passed after 9/11 that says debts can be canceled in connection with a war or other military operation or national emergency. Which emergency is Joe Biden citing? COVID-19. That's a Department of Education memo that was issued. This is absolutely insane. That's the legal authority he's trying to cite. This is why Democrats never want COVID to end. It's going to be struck down by the courts. And it's the problem is here, the timing is significant. They're going to put this out to try to juice their midterm uh, response from their voters. Young people who are dumb and don't understand basic constitutional issues. It will not be ruled on prior to the midterms. When it is ruled on post-midterms and is shut down uh, because the president doesn't have authority to do this without legislative action, when it is shut down, the Biden administration will blame uh, the Supreme Court and the Trump appointees for not allowing them to do away with uh, this $300 billion in student loans. And that they'll then run on 2024, making the same promise all over again, except saying that they need to have a larger majority because this is what the Supreme Court does to them. Okay, that's the next two years and how it's going to play out. Uh, announce something that's clearly unconstitutional, Know that it's not going to be able to be challenged before the midterm. Get slapped down by the courts. Use it as a referendum for why you have to vote Democrat in 2024, whether Biden is the nominee or not. Again, this is how an intelligent media would discuss this issue. Instead, you're not going to hear most of that in the media. In fact, you're going to hear this referred to as a, uh, a, a as a bailout, as a uh, as a cancellation of student debt. It's not being canceled. The debt is there. It's just being shifted from the individual who took out the loans obligation to uh, the federal government. Now, why is this unfair? Okay, so it's unconstitutional. Biden knows it's unconstitutional. This is going to be similar to the CDC's eviction moratorium, uh, and it's going to be struck down by the courts. And the Biden White House is acting in an unconstitutional manner to try to buy time and score political points. Now, if this is such a great idea, and if Joe Biden truly wants to have this happen, here's an easy question that every media member should be asking him. Why didn't you introduce it at Congress in some point in the last two years? You have a Democrat majority in the Senate with Kamala Harris breaking the tie. You have a Democrat majority in the House. Why would you not? Why would you not take the opportunity to use this uh, opportunity with your Democrat majority to pass this bill? Why wouldn't you do it? It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. If you truly believe this is such a wildly popular move, then use your Democrat majority to pass this bill. You know why they didn't do it? Because it wouldn't have passed. Even a lot of Democrats disagree with this because it's transparently unfair. And what do I mean by transparently unfair? Most people don't go to college. Therefore, most people out there 
do not have college loans or certainly grad school loans, which is even more common. So you are forgiving, forgiving student loan debt by increasing the taxable obligations on many people who have been working since they were 17 or 18 years old and did not go off to college. So it's a subsidy for the more wealthy paid for oftentimes by uh, people who are not more wealthy, poor. Um, Also, I took out student loans. I paid them all off. Why don't I get a subsidy? Why Why don't a ton of people out there who did the same get this same subsidy? What about all the people who made choices based on their college or grad schools based on not taking out student loans? What about all the people who worked a second or third job? What about the parents who chose not to spend their money but to save it instead to allow their kids to go to college with a lower indebted rate? Why are you benefiting people who made the choice to go and sign up for these loans and not forcing them to follow their own obligations and rewarding them? What about all the people who already paid their loans? What about all the people in the future who are still going to be taking it out? Why are we arbitrarily focusing on this tiny segment of the population? I'll tell you. Because the overwhelming base of the Democrat Party is now college-educated voters. White college-educated voters are the heartbeat of the Democrat Party, in fact. And Joe Biden is effectively giving away $300 billion in bribes to his supporters to try to get them to be more likely to vote in the midterms and presumably in 2024 as well. Now, as if all of this was not unconstitutional, unfair, also it's wildly, and I mean wildly, awful decision in the midst of the highest inflation that we have seen in 40 years. By which I mean this. uh, This is from uh, Jason Furman who was head of the Obama Obama Council of Economic Advisors pouring, this is a direct tweet that he sent out, pouring roughly half a trillion dollars of gasoline on the inflationary fire that is already burning is reckless. Doing it while going well beyond one campaign promise and breaking another, all proposals paid for, is even worse. It's reckless. You already have inflation. Joe Biden has spent trillions of unnecessary dollars since he became president of the United States. That has greatly contributed to inflation in this nation. So if it's unconstitutional, if it is unfair... And if it's also reckless, this triumvirate of failure should render Joe Biden's student loan plan dead on arrival. Both economically and politically, it is nonsensical. Again, most in the media are not going to cover this in an intelligent fashion because they cheerlead, but I would encourage you to actually spend just a scintilla of time thinking about the economic aspects of this decision unconstitutional, unfair, and reckless. It is a triumvirate of awful from Joe Biden, the man with the Bidas touch. Everything Joe Biden touches turns to crap time after time. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, You might have heard us on Clay and Buck discussing Portland, Oregon. I think if you just looked at cities 
and didn't consider the way that they're being destroyed by the left-wing, woke, white leadership, San Francisco, Seattle, and Portland are three of the best cities to visit in America historically. Unfortunately, they have fallen apart. And Portland is an example of what happens when woke, white leadership dictates choices made in a city. Let me give you an example of what's happened in Portland. From This is from the Wall Street Journal. From 2000 to 2019, only 21 murders a year occurred on average in Portland, Oregon. That is, nearly the first 20 years of this century, Portland averaged 21 murders a year. Then, 2020 happened, the defund the police uh, movement, Antifa and BLM took up arms against safety in our society, and Portland in 2021 had 88 murders. That rate has been consistent roughly also in 2022. And we are talking about a quadrupling of murders between the average of 2000 to 2019 to 88 murders in 2021. How does this happen? Well, woke white leadership takes over in the wokest and whitest led city in America. And if we are not careful, what happened in Portland, a quadrupling of the murder rate, crime surging, people not even wanting to go downtown because it's not safe, it will happen everywhere in this country because Portland is on the front edge of the progressive and woke movement. Whatever the wokest move is, Portland is always in favor of it. This is a potential unmitigated disaster for the nation. It is already a total and complete disaster for Portland. Data that's out there that you won't hear talked about very many places. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Uh, I got to tell you, every time I think COVID stupidity can't get any dumber, it gets dumber. Dr. Fauci went on yesterday with Neil Cavuto and lied about his uh, shutdown and lockdown 
at Vice and tried to claim that he was not responsible for the worst public policy failure of our lives since Vietnam, the COVID shutdowns and lockdowns, which destroyed many businesses, kept kids out of school, and did not make any of us safer. Um, So this uh, story is out there. The Biden administration is now preparing to roll out the boosters. And the boosters are uh, supposedly going to save everybody from COVID. Now, basically, Jill Biden, I don't know if you saw this, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden, she's a doctor. Remember, you have to show respect. Dr. Jill Biden uh, has tested positive for COVID again. Like many people who got the initial two COVID shots and then the additional two booster shots, probably makes you more likely. There are some studies to suggest that if you've gotten the four shots, you're actually more likely to test positive for COVID than people who have not gotten the four shots. And Joe Biden and Jill Biden would both be evidence of uh, that. Well, Jill Biden's tested positive for COVID again. She's back in isolation anew. And I thought this was interesting. If you want to get the booster, the booster is directed towards Omicron. It's mostly going to be useless because we've already had the virus uh, move beyond Omicron and we have a new variant that's out there. Uh, But if you're unvaccinated, so if you're like me, if you have never gotten the COVID shot, you won't be eligible for the updated booster shot until you get the first two COVID shots. But we know that the first two COVID shots are completely worthless against the current iteration of COVID, the current variant. This is like telling you that you can't buy a new computer until you go and buy a computer from 20 years ago first. Well, you might say, wait, I've got the iPhone 14 or 13 or whatever the heck we're on. Why do I need to buy the iPhone 1 before I can buy the iPhone 13 or 14? Can't I just use the iPhone 13 or 14? It's what I want. It's the most useful right now. And the government is telling you, no, before you can buy the iPhone 13 or 14, you have to first go buy the iPhone 1. And you're like, well, I can't do anything with the iPhone 1. It's useless. Doesn't matter. The government is telling you that you have to go get the two initial worthless COVID shots because whatever the COVID protected for, Alpha, I can't even keep up with how many remix editions we've got right now that we're dealing with. Uh, we're on, it's like the, what was the R. Kelly uh, show back, uh, back in the day? Uh, the uh, Trapped in a Closet? We're on like, Trapped in a Closet 38 and Trapped in a Closet 1 doesn't matter anymore, right? So I don't know what's going on right now, but the government is telling you that you have to get COVID shot 1 and 2. You have to go out and get the iPhone 1 before you can get the iPhone 13 or 14. Now, look, I'm not getting the booster anyway because it's only going to work for like six weeks and I'm not even sure it's going to work at all because again, we're already on to farther variants than what they're giving us a shot for now. But if you really want to ensure that everybody out there is not going to get the booster, who hasn't already gotten a COVID shot, why in the world is anybody still getting COVID shot one and two? It's completely worthless and might actually even make, in conjunction with the other boosters, you more likely to test positive for COVID. I think this will be able to go up on YouTube, but evidently... 
YouTube has changed their policies because YouTube is now acknowledging that what we've been telling you for two years, which are masks are worthless, is now able to be said on YouTube and you can have a debate. I think we got knocked a bunch of different checks for YouTube violations and Twitter violations and everything else for telling you the truth for years now, which is the data reflects that there's no difference whether you wear masks based on L.A. or Orange County, based on Davidson County in the Nashville area or Williamson County where I live. Side-by-side counties have consistently shown nearly identical rates of COVID, whether there was a policy in place to support uh, COVID uh, mask wearing or not. It has had zero issues. And speaking of stuff, so congrats to YouTube for finally catching up. Thank you for all that have subscribed to YouTube. You can search out my name. You can subscribe at OutKick. Still not going. Georgetown, which is supposedly one of the elite academic institutions in this country, located in Washington, D.C., is requiring that students still wear masks inside of classrooms this year. I bet that there is not a single Georgetown student who has died of COVID in three years. I'm willing to bet that that has not happened. Why in the world are people wearing masks inside of college and university campuses in 2022? It is mind-bogglingly dumb. Every single person who drives in a car to Georgetown's campus is in more danger of death driving to and from Georgetown's campus than they are from COVID. This is the very definition of anti-science behavior. Georgetown University should be ashamed. Anyone who went to Georgetown University, yes, Allen Iverson, yes, Patrick Ewing, Dikembe Mutombo, all of you should be ashamed that you went to an institution that is requiring its students to still be in masks. Um, Yesterday, I talked about Trump DeSantis. I just want to circle back on it. Uh, My wife pointed out, I said that Trump and DeSantis couldn't necessarily be on the same ticket because of the Constitution. What I didn't take the next step and explain is they could, but if you are both from the same state, then the electoral votes from that state are not allowed to be tallied in favor of that candidacy. So Florida, which is massively substantial electoral college math, the Republicans wouldn't be able to take Florida votes if Trump and DeSantis were both on the ticket together, theoretically, as residents of the state of Florida. So I wanted to specify that. I've written and talked about it before. I talked about the political angle, but I didn't explain that aspect. I should have. Credit to my wife for pointing it out. Um, Finally, can we talk for a minute about how crazy, as we wait for the affidavit to be uh, uh, released on the warrant and the raid that happened at Mar-a-Lago, can we talk about why this is happening? The national archives. The National Archives is mad because they don't have all of Donald Trump's presidential documents. And the National Archives is forcing or trying to, they can't force it, they've been able to force 
the Department of Justice to raid Donald Trump's house to get them their documents. This is like your local library getting the police to raid your house because you haven't returned a library book. This is basically what they are trying to argue. And Merrick Garland looked at the entire 200-plus year history of the United States and decided it was worth breaking the precedent under which no candidates, uh, uh, no current president has ever allowed his Department of Justice to raid the home of a prior president in over 200 years. And he decided to break that precedent because the National Archives is upset that they don't have certain documents that they believe belong inside of their collection. Again, this is like your local library being upset that you have not returned books and getting the FBI to raid your home to try to reclaim these books. This is crazy. Merrick Garland should be removed from office for his judgment here. Talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. This is next level crazy. And like I said yesterday, which is a greater threat to democracy? Your librarian being upset because a book hasn't been returned or the FBI kicking down the door effectively of your home to raid you looking for these documents. It's never happened before in the history of the United States. You talk about threats to democracy. This is much bigger threat to democracy. The raid and the FBI being mobilized and weaponized by the chief political rival of Donald Trump to raid him as a former president is far more dangerous to democracy than anything that Trump is being accused of doing at Mar-a-Lago. The fact that people don't have functional brains to see this is a bit scary. Um, So we will continue to break all of this down. Go Braves. Keep up the pressure on the Mets. I am Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I'm going to go work on my book right now. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. Encourage you to go subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast. Thank you to all who already have. Go give us a five-star review. You can also search out Outkick the Show. Give us a five-star review there. This podcast up on, uh, on iTunes as well. Most of you out there are watching videos on YouTube uh, and or watching videos on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else. I appreciate that, but I love all of you on YouTube and also all of you on iTunes who are putting out such funny comments. Shout out to all of you. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP.